Okay, we should be live now. <laughs> we should be. Yeah. Should be. It's been it's been a day. But we're not uh we're not focused on the past. We're just focused on the present now. It's been a day, Cam. Uh you live a tough life. I got to say. Uh, I live a busy life, not a tough one. Busy. You know, that's I think yeah. that's what it is. Your your calendar's probably chocked full of Okay. Oh, a little bit of a camera change for you there. Yeah, a little bit of a camera change. Got to switch it up for the folks at home, you know. Yeah, for they the pay, um, they pay to listen. Of course. Uh, a shout out to all of our Patreon listeners out there. What's up, old slobs? Um, you guys have the kind of like the full visual experience because I, you know what? There's not enough of in podcasting. Tell me. Uh, I, I, and you know, like I, I, you know, Cam, you and I, you know, we we lost, we listen to a lot of podcast stuff. There's not a lot of, there's not enough podcasts where, um, the quality of video is not consistent between the two on the show. So like one is, ends up super grainy and pixelated, and then one is super HD. Not enough of that. You, oh, you, you. Oh, am I the HD one or are you the HD? I think one? I'm the HD one in this particular circumstance. Look at me. Ah! You can that. see the zits on my neck, as you said very, very rudely last week. I have no zits on my neck, Cam. It's called shaving irritation. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. I don't. I'm an I'm an adult. I don't know. I don't, I don't get. I don't know zits. who you're trying to tell. I'm trying to tell I don't you. Know who you're trying to tell. Okay. Sure. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. We're agreeing to disagree here um, on this week's uh, on this week's edition. Jesus. Someone's sensitive. I don't get zits on my neck. I'm 30. I'm a 30-year-old adult man. Sure you are. I am. Look at my birth certificate. Do you keep, you keep your business? Do you have your birth certificate in your house right now? No, but it would be... So then how the fuck am I supposed to look at it? Call my mom. <laughs> and say, hey, Cameron's mom, I hear that you have Cameron's birth certificate in that little drawer in the kitchen that it's been in the exact same place since probably 1993. We think? We think. Oh, no no one's really checked for 20 years. When do you need your birth, what do you need your birth certificate for these days? I don't know. Uh, maybe to like get deported or something. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta renew, I gotta get a new passport. Do you think that's a birth certificate type of thing? I think you could probably go with it or without it. I think if you brought some other stuff, you'd be fine. Mm-hmm. Other stuff. Yeah, I think you, other stuff such as like blood type, light license, former passport. Um, oh, you need a former passport. I mean, do you not have a passport right now? Oh, it expired. It expired like four years ago, I think. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, like, if you showed us something, like, I need to get this renewed while this is expired. I also have this to certify this is my name. And date of birth. Yeah, I just need to prove that I am who I say I am. Don't we all? I guess. You know, I have to prove that to myself all the time, Cam. <laughs> <laughs> I am who I say I am. Yeah, prove that you're not an imposter, that uh, everything you say is real, and uh, all, all those things. Dude, I even have a book on my fucking mantle here. Let's get real or let's not play. Okay, Cam, because I'm the realest mofo out there. So that's either a uh, that's either a business book or um, ding, ding, ding. a book about the the Moneyball Oakland Athletics team. 
<laughs> Isn't that the same thing? You I just mean, said? it kind of sounds like the same thing. <laughs> it was just, you know, a, a, a strategic business approach to uh, the game Are of baseball. Are you Jimmy Tutu repeating yourself? Yeah. Is, uh, if, that, if that was the character that Brad Pitt played, then yeah. No, you don't remember that show? They call me Tutu. No, Jacob Tutu. Jacob Tutu. I don't no, think. So. I don't think so. What uh, what station uh, was it on? YTV, uh, TVO. Could have been CBC. <laughs> it might have been. Yeah, it was like it was a very Canadian television show. Uh, was where, it live action or animated? Animated. Yeah. Okay. And I, I think he said things twice a lot. That's why they called him Tutu. Yeah, that would make sense. Either that, or he wore a little tutu. Um, maybe it was like no. this cruel joke. You know, he was born with a Siamese twin, uh, who you know kind of died um, shortly after childbirth, and then as a joke, they say tutu. Yeah, I don't think it was that dark. It was a pretty lighthearted show. Oh, okay. So it wasn't on. It wasn't on Showcase on Saturday night. This no, was no, this was, was that was that was web dreams. That was, uh, that was a whole web dreams. Show. Of course, we have Red Shoe Diaries. Ooh, spicy. Um, if you if you want a little spice to spice up your Saturday night. Yeah, in the basement. In the basement. No one else is around. With four friends. <laughs> <laughs> and someone's holding that remote, pressing the go back, and has their finger on the go back button, ready for anything. For anything. The, the smallest creak in the house. Ding! We're just watching the highlight reels for the fiftieth time. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Whoever had okay, we have to we have to have something on the last channel button. So it's yeah, a quick. Sure. So it's a quick one. Yeah, Sports Center is always a good one for that. We're we're just keep rotating between Sports Center and Sportsnet just in case. You in never. Case one what if you miss a highlight? Yeah, yeah. Just in case one didn't cover it. Exactly. See, this is this is smart. Our kids doing that these days. All the kids with these phones, they don't have the fun experience of you know uh, hastily having to change the channel while watching softcore porn. Uh, right before your friend's parents walk into the room. Yeah. What do you think? As long as they provide showtime or they bought the show showcase. Is it showtime or showcase? It was showcase. But I can only imagine that kids these days, you know, you go to a sleepover with all your other friends or whatever. They just sort of, what, go to different corners of the room and just watch Pornhub on their cell phones? Yeah, I imagine that's how it goes. Uh, the communal experience of all of you watching the porn together. I imagine or, that's or, what's gone. Or, or there's on Twitch together and then screen sharing. I don't like. I don't want to watch this one. I don't think you can porn on Twitch. Can you do porn on Twitch? That sounds like let's, there would be some kind of. Uh, let's find out. A rule against that. A rule against that. I don't know, but yeah. Hey, are you a kid and struggle with wh- how and where to watch pornography? Let us know. Two season a pod at Gmail. Dot com. And with that, let's kick it. Continuing tonight on Two Season of Pop. 96.7 on your. Two season a pot, 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 two season a p
of the weekly podcast hosted by, um, uh, well, it's myself, Cameron Osborne. His name's sitting over there. His name is Cam LeClaire. Trying to grab that power cord. And um, that's not a euphemism, folks. He's actually trying to grab a power cable. Uh, this is a podcast hosted by the two of us. We play games. We have fun. We talk about the news. Um, and that's about it, Cam. You're having uh, a stressful... I'm good now. You're having a stressful day or just a stressful weekend or... Uh... No, I, can, I shouldn't say that. I think, you know, you get a little bit, uh, you get in your own head because your house is messy and you want to get it clean and you look at your task list for the week and you didn't do any of it and you're like, ah, fuck. And then you think, okay, well, I can let that crush me now or I can realize that that stuff's not that important and s- sitting on it feeling bad is really not worth my time. So I trying to stay present, Cam. Look at me. They call me the mindfulness. Trying to stay in the present, which is very important, listeners at home. You know, don't get bogged down in too many things. So what if you have no dishes uh, because they're all dirty with caked on spaghetti sauce? So what? Yeah. It's called mental health, people, and you should look forward to it, even if that means you don't have any clean clothes. No, clean clothes. Uh, Showering. have been gone for months. Showering, absolutely not. It's called self-care. Don't Self-care. shower just because you have to, okay? Pro tip, keep Pro- the bath always available. <laughs> Whether it's cold or not, it's still a bath. Exactly. See, it's society's norms told us that the bath has to be hot or at yeah. least lukewarm. But room temp, it still cleans. Yeah. As long as you have soap somewhere in the house, as- I believe you're clean. That, that's exactly it. And guess what, folks? There's soap in Mr. Clean. Yeah, you'd be surprised. Yeah, go grab right now. Right now, go to your supply closet. Grab a bottle of Mister Clean. There's soap in there. If it if it's good if it's good enough to clean a counter, it's good enough to clean your skin. That's what I've always oh. said. This is what my parents told me. Yeah, and Cam, and you, you know, you were, you know, your parents told you you almost resemble kind of the Mister Clean uh, man. You know, very, very, very strong. You look great in t-shirts and virtually yeah. hairless. Virtually, yeah. Those widow peaks are just shooting back. Exactly. Think- yeah, you're like a you're like a buff Bruce Willis. <laughs> Damn, that'd be nice. Mm-hmm. That'd be nice. I got to keep that calorie intake up. I think I put on a bit of put on a bit of weight since the lifting program started. So I'll, I think it's all look good right now. Yeah, you're feeling about five pounds ish. Because I mean, eating more has always been has always been your tough part. That's the tough part. Don't mind the lifting part of it, but. Um, the fun part about lifting right now too is that because I haven't done like heavy lifting in a while, you see those numbers jump dramatically every week. Where it's like I can put five pounds on my bench in a week, mm-hmm. which is just like right, and you're like fifteen pounds in three weeks, and then eventually you're like three hundred and fifty pounds feels very heavy coming off the bar, and then you're like I don't think we can jump up five pounds anymore. Let me think about it: five pounds a week, fifty-two weeks yeah. a year. That's easily you'll put two hundred fifty pounds on your bench by the end of the year. Easily, yeah. e- easily. Me, like Arnold's that's how. Calling me up right now. How do I get this shit? You know, he want he wants to know how what the miracle gains are. Yeah, even he was asking. He's looking to get back into shape. Uh, he, I mean, he still works out quite a bit. He's looking to get back just, into Mister Olympia shape. Yeah, that might be a little bit tricky, but um, what an inspiration! Shouts out to Arnold Schwarzenegger. Shouts out big li- big big listener of the podcast, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Uh, shout out to Arnold Schwarzenegger. Shout out to Patrick Sway- uh, Schwarzenegger. His son, uh, shout out to um, the Hispanic uh, maid that he had the affair with. 
No, we don't talk about that stuff, Cam. That's the past. That's the past. Oh, right. Like we said, we're not talking about the past. We're looking into the future. And what better way to look into the future than to go and back into the past, the past. <laughs> and uh, review uh, the notes that we got from last week's show. Notes. We got some notes. We got some notes. 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 We got some notes. Not many. There's one. I definitely know there's one. Okay, so notes. So what do you? So and I don't remember what it was. Okay, well, okay, so zero follow up, but uh, I guess no, 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 because I said yep. notes, as in you write down notes. Ah, okay. So um, oh, did we did we miss that part? Well, I don't, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know what you would have said specifically to, but our interns have brought to my attention, um, exactly how long it takes to uh, charge a Tesla. Okay, this was the note. Yeah. D- this was the actual note that you were talking about. Um, real interesting stuff. The Tesla charger. It's it's not something you could. It's not something you just. It's a pr- very proprietary thing. That's fifty in- individually sized pins that go into its whatever receptacle or something. I don't know. A bunch of Elon Musk nonsense. But if you were looking to charge a Model S, which I guess is like the more, most kind of common car version of it uh you're looking at a 10 hour charge for a full um like a full tank 10 hours so kind of like more than overnight you know if, if you were completely depleted you would have to get home by like six plug in like right away you know what i'm saying uh so yeah if you had if you have a tesla kind of charger you could charge it overnight yeah but you can also it. charge it at work too like, yeah, well, think, about, think about how little you're in your car during the day. Well, then it takes well, then it's the whole issue of, you know, the world the world isn't made for electric cars in that you know, like you you show up to your uncle's house for a family reunion, park your car, you walk out there with you know, a fucking extension cord and you're like, "Hey, Uncle Paul, where can I plug in?" <laughs> what yeah. do you what do you and, mean? I don't and, have a place for that to happen. And Uncle Paul literally has a burn bin where he's just throwing plastic into it, being like, "Ah, these fucking electric cars! I tell you, fuels, uh, fuels coming back! I tell you, oil and gas, future of energy." <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah. So what's interesting about that is that Tesla, of course, now they offer different connections, which will um lead to faster charges. So like I just said, there we go. 10 it's hours, like USB-C cord 10 hours for that plug-in. 50 pin proprietary thing or whatever. Right. Um, however, they do have a supercharger. Yeah. I wish there was a fun name for it. They literally just called a supercharger where you can go from empty. How is to that f- not a fun name? Uh, you know, I, I would prefer like a, you know, if it was called like a, an X charge 31 six you know like a fun you know give it give it like a sign that's fun to give you it a, not give, it a, give it a space name um but anyways if you had the supercharger for your tesla model s you're looking at a 30 minute charge uh from from nothing to full beautiful yeah well, so um fuck is calling me at six o'clock at night so again if you uh if you don't have a tesla um, if you don't have multiple rental properties, um, if you don't know what ROI stands for, uh, just, you know, like, like, like we kind of said last week, uh, briefly, uh, just go kill yourself. Did we say that? Yes, we did. We said it many times. We told people to commit suicide. We said, we bet you wouldn't do it. 
uh, Cam, you started a you started a Facebook group, which I thought was maybe a bit much, but uh, but you know you could you you know the marketing side of your brain really took things and ran. Uh, well, I do have a pa- I can't say a passion for that, but a skill level for it. Yeah, so skill level for uh, kind of submitting people into your will. That's right. Huh? It's persuasion, the art of persuasion. Yes, the art of persuasion. Yeah, hey, you even had a book on it that I forgot on an airplane. Oh really? It's, yeah, I don't know. I don't think it's coming back. Probably not. <laughs> um, did I don't you, even know who to call. You're like, do I call the Toronto Pearson? Like, I forgot my book on the plane. Can I have it back? They're like, which plane? You're like, I don't know. I was coming from Calgary. They're like, okay, when? November. Yeah, especially camp because this is this is six months after the fact. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. I don't think they. I don't think they kept it. I think somebody. Right. I somebody probably has it now. Somebody, you know, either a stewardess or, uh, you know, someone just kind of found it in the back seat and then just kind of took it. Maybe they read it. Maybe it's now like a plane book. And for all we know, it's been all over the world. That'd be cool. Yeah. You know, like the sisterhood of the traveling pants, but with a book, which is ironic because that was a book. So, um, you know, it's like books instead of pants. Is that a double entendre? We'll never know. I don't think so, but you're right. Yeah, it could be though. We will never know. <laughs> no, because it doesn't sound like two things. I think I think the uh I think the proof is in the French pudding there, Cam. You know what? Um we'll we'll call it uh agree to confirm or deny. Okay. Um speaking of things that are completely not related to what you're saying, um I got a game for us this week that I promised last week. So look at me following up the promises. Wow, you um, yeah. Cam famously great at following up with promises. Yep, and um, glad we see today. So, what are we playing today, Cam? It is the Canadian Tire Flyer Higher or Canadian Tire Flyer Lower or Higher Saudi Edition. So that means everything is upgraded to millions, if not hundreds of thousands. Just <laughs> way too expensive of stuff. The these Saudi Edition. You, Jesus. This is these are this is the this is the oil money edition. These are things that you definitely haven't even looked at because they're just way too expensive. And you go, I don't know, probably as much as a house. Don't worry. That's in a comparison as well. Um, Cam, I think we got several comparisons here. Maybe about four or five of them that we're going to go over. And you're going to tell me which one is higher. Okay. okay? Do I, which one costs Will more? I know what all of these things are? Or are you going to tell me something? Yeah, I mean, g- generally, I'll give you kind of like a quick summary on it. Like, Okay. For, oh, we'll give the first one. We'll, we'll kind of see it out from there. First one's pretty simple. Um, first option is the world's most expensive coffee pod box. So, you know, it's like Nespresso pods or things like that. Mm-hmm. This is the world's most expensive one. It's Arabica beans sourced from Asia and packaged in Singapore, and they're compatible with Nespresso machines. So you get a box of five, and it's made by Madano Coffee, um, a Singapore-based company. So this is in USD. What do you think? Now, that's that's option one mm-hmm. versus a golden light switch. Um, golden light switch is exactly what you think. It's a light switch that is encased in gold. Um, it's also wireless. It's they do. This is not the wireless one. This is the wired one. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay. This is a good one. Um. Well, yeah. Coffee is one of those things like wine, uh, which people have a taste for, and I'm not one of those people. 
Um, no, no, this is a box of five. Now, this is a box of five, right? So I yeah. I would think, like, let's say I like, you know, if we're going for a walk in the afternoon, I like getting a coffee when I'm out and about. You know, you go to a nice place where the line is always takes forever, and I love that. I love it. Um, and uh, you, eventually get it, you eventually get an Americano, and sometimes that sometimes cup of coffee can be five bucks. Five bucks yeah. for a medium um, Americano, and then uh, when I say, oh, can I get some milk on top, they look at me like I'm the devil. Yeah. Uh, or they respond with my least favorite question, um, what kind of milk? Um, and I respond with, well, the thing that is actually milk and not just water, but we're getting out, we're getting, we're getting sidetracked here, uh, versus a light switch. Now, what's funny about this is what, what, a, a golden light switch, in my mind, is not ornamental. It's only just gold. It still looks like every single little bloop, bloop light switch. It's just gold. Yeah. Like, nothing is etched it? onto it. Nothing, like, at least when somebody's like, you know, uh, there's like a golden toilet. You're like, yeah, you can see it's it's shaped in an interesting way. It's meant to look luxurious. But how do you make a light switch look luxurious? If anything, I would want a gold plate to go over top of it that then, you know, like those little things that go over top of the light switch and then it makes the light switch look like a guy's penis. And then you're like, yeah, you're like, funny, golden penis. Fine. Funny. Some would say it's the Midas touch. I would have to say, though, in this particular situation, I know how coffee can get, and that times five, a tw- you know, a, a $50 cup of coffee times five, that's 250 bucks. Um, I don't know the price of gold these days, but I'm going to I'm gonna go hard for the coffee. Higher. You nailed it, and it's not much higher, so it's $273 for a box of five pods mm-hmm. versus the golden light switch, which comes in at 250 USD. So we're only looking at about $23 higher, um, but you tell me what you prefer. Right, five experiences or an ongoing experience of seeing how rich you are. I think I'd go for the co- if I had to buy one, especially at such a d- small difference. I'm going for the coffee. All right, Cam. Next one is the average price of a home in Kitchener versus one parking spot in a posh neighborhood in downtown Manhattan. Okay, so I did see, I think I uh, may have seen something recently that ki- the Kitchener, the Kitchener-Waterloo housing prices are just skyrocketing these days. Yes. I think that may have been something I've heard uh, compared to like the size of homes or whatever. So you're saying the average cost of a house. Correct. Um, so I think with that, you just kind of have to pick a number and then fucking hope for the best, right? <laughs> I'm yeah. gonna. I'm the number I'm gonna pick is eight hundred thousand. That's the number I'm gonna pick for the average cost, just because I need a number, or else it's gonna freak me out. Uh, verse and then now one fucking parking space. Now I could certainly understand a parking space maybe being like fifty thousand a month. You know, like a thousand a month. That's a shitload of money uh, for any kind of like dollar earned bracket. Um, Two thousand a month. Ten thousand a month. There's no way, like, a parking space, unless it's, like, your space. Not, like, you know, a parking garage where you can go park there. It's like, no, like, this spot in this garage exclusively belongs to me. If that's not the case, I'm definitely going to say a cost in Kitchener, uh, the average house of a cost in Kitchener is higher. All right. Um, You know, we all hope for that, right? Thinking that's 
the actually no, we don't hope for that. We hope it's lower. I don't know. <laughs> what do we yeah, hope for, Cam? I I, I I hope it's lower so I can fucking buy one eventually. You know. Um, incorrect, Cam. The average price of a home in Kitchener is listed at one million and seven thousand one hundred nine dollars. In U.S. dollars, that is about eight hundred thousand dollars. The expensive, the most expensive parking spot in Manhattan that lies in a posh locality of downtown Manhattan costs one million USD. Wow, so yeah, pretty fucking crazy. Yeah, so yeah, a little, a little bit more expensive there. Yeah, I think in that situation, that that definitely would have to be something where it's your spot. There's a fucking valet. It's not just like a green pea parking structure. It's you know, it's probably yeah. There's probably. A, I hope it's underground. I, I would hope it's at least underground or covered. It's not just like a gravel park. I'm picturing like a gravel lot that yeah. um you know you park at outside of Sneaky D's uh before yeah. you and your parents come see We Will Rock You <laughs> live. Yeah. And you're probably not driving a Civic and parking it there. No, no, I would love that. That that'd be the fun flex, you know. Um. Because who wants to put who wants to put city miles on their Lamborghini? That's just gonna destroy yeah. the transmission. I know cars; they go vroom. They do go vroom, and so we're gonna see how how well you know cars here, Cam. Okay, sometimes they go beep. They go beep sometimes too, and other times go, and that's when you don't want the car. Um, next up, Cam is the 2022 Ferrari 812 GTS Competizione. Which has a nine point five out of ten rating. This this is just coming out recently. Very high end Ferrari versus the Richard Milley RM O twenty seven Raphael Federer Turbulent Black Titanium Watch. Okay, so a car and a watch. Okay, cool. So car and a watch. New new Ferrari. Watch. Now, but I did hear you say the words Roger Federer in there. I know that I know that No, I definitely did not. I said Raphael Nadal. You said Nadal, not Federer. Correct. Okay. Are you sure? We might have to go back and look. We have to go back and listen to the tapes on that one. Um. Uh. Okay. So Nadal. So it's his. It's like it's his version of the watch. I guess they made it maybe custom for him or maybe. Yeah, I bet something like that. For it. And then you also something said like the that. word black in there. I think which increases black titanium. That increases so much values. If it had just if it had been called Onyx, I would have said without a doubt. <laughs> it's uh, it's the better one or it's the more expensive one. But like, I know nothing about the price of cars um you know yeah I, I don't even have a conception of how much an expensive ferrari is even if i were to say now, like do you, do you want i can give you a hint here. no that's no fun what's what, okay. what would the hint be it's a quote from a rap song okay give me the quote <laughs> it's <laughs> only because that's the hint um the quote from the rap song is from Meek Mills and Drake's Going Bad. You may know the song. Um, and the quote from Meek Mill is, Richard Milley costs a Lambo. And Richard Milley is the name of the watch we have here. Okay, so... It, so we know we're kind of sitting somewhere in the same neighborhood here. Maybe. 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 Um, so in that case... So I'm going to say that this car costs, and again, similar to the housing thing, you kind of have to pick a price for the car and then just see if the watch will be more. So for the price of the car, I'm going to say this is a $350,000 car. Okay. 
Okay, that's that's the price that I'm sticking to it. Now, do I think the watch is more or less than 350000 My My gut is to say less because, you know, obviously it's a watch, but I... <laughs> Unless the car is kit, <laughs> um, which is probably pretty, which is probably unlikely, I'm gonna say the watch is more than the car. Something of such a specific. There were too many like the Raphael Nadal, black titanium. There were too many like uh, kind of parts of the watch that made it too exclusive. I mean, I did say the Ferrari A12 GTS Compieri zone. Yeah, but that's what cars are called, right? Fucking eight, yeah, the, yeah, right. like a Mercedes Benz 450 SL. That's way too yeah. many things. Just call it Mercedes Benz one. Well, I, I I would say that if I looked at the Richard Mellies as well, I found a pretty big price discrepancy between um, the fucking the shitty one. The, yeah. I uh, would not call any of them shitty, but sure. Well, comparatively speaking, if something is four hundred thousand yeah. dollars less than something else, I'm gonna call that yeah. one shitty. Uh, but I am, yeah, I'm gonna say the watch is more. And for my kind of guessing, I'm gonna say more than three hundred fifty thousand. Five times more specifically, the Richard Milley comes in at a whopping two million forty-eight thousand five hundred sixteen dollars, while the tw- 2022 Ferrari 812 GTS Competizone comes in at. $410,000. Um, now, I did see Richard Milley's probably the cheapest one at $310,000. So if you see someone wearing them, just rob them um, because that's going to be more than you ever see in your life. Well, that's, yeah, that's a shitload of money. That's a shitload of money to spend on a watch. But see, yeah, I don't. Hey, this, this is Canadian Tire Flyer Saudi edition. And maybe. I don't even, I don't own a watch. I do not own a watch. So I couldn't even tell you uh, how they work, what's the point of them is. Well, Cam, I'm glad, I'm glad you don't like car or uh, watches because we're going to do an, a second car here. Okay. Um, the new Lamborghini Countach. That, okay. That's at least so a car this, I've heard of before. It's got the nice yeah. fucking doors that go and, up. And and we know, Cam, from the quote, Richard Milley costs a Lambo. So we have some basis of <laughs> cost here. Okay, thank, Meek, thank, Meek Mill. thanks. Meek. Thank you, Meek Mill. Meek Mill's math class. Yeah. Versus a 612-pound bluefin tuna. 612-pound? Yes. Okay, yeah. So um, something, you know, like a rare fish. This like the whole fish, like with the purpose of chopping it up and eating it? Yes. Okay. Likely for for sushi purposes. Okay, not just to have in a tank in your house. You you dicing this baby up. Okay. Now I I will say the bluefin tuna is officially now listed by the WWF as an endangered species. Well, of course that was because after the rock bottom uh, after 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 the rock delivered the rock bottom, the WWF had no had <laughs> had no option but then to uh, call this the endangered species. Um. Yeah, so kind of it's back to that coffee thing, right? Where like their shit so expensive and so outside of my mind of like you know you know like an expensive watch, expensive car, expensive wine, expensive coffee. But, I so again, don't again, know. If R- Richard R- Milley costs cost a Lambo. <laughs> um, uh, is, is it was there a follow up to that line where it's like Richard Milley co- uh, cost a Lambo and I can't buy either one? I wonder if no, the <laughs> next lines was, Oh, you rich, rich. <laughs> okay, 
Okay. Oh, you Richie Rich. Um, yeah, I'm inclined to say that this sushi cost that or like the uh, potential six six hundred twelve pounds. That's a shitload of sushi. Um, that is so. It, that's it, just the fish. That's just the fish, exactly. Right. Yeah. It has nothing to do with them. I'm gonna say that, and also because of its endangered status, and people don't like uh, kind of the way in which fish are hunted throughout the oceans. F- famously. Um, any of these open water fish you can't hunt, but uh, everyone loves hunting. The, everyone go go for a smallmouth bass next time you want to catch a fish. Um, yeah, I'm gonna say the tuna costs more. Fish versus car. Fish costs more. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, the Japanese sushi tycoon played paid a record of 3.1 million dollars for the 612 pound bluefish tuna at the 2019 Tokyo fish market while the new Lamborghini Countach will be priced and has not been released yet um, at 2.64 million dollars so a million uh, actually no sorry um, 600,000 or 500,000 more okay for the for the hmm. sushi hmm all right Cam last one here let's go for it and this this one's again you're you don't really have a frame of reference Th- this is not a Richard Milley or a Lambo, so all our all our concepts are out the window. Um, the most expensive bottle of water sold at auction, or the feather of a Hawaii bird, a now extinct bird, with its only known remains being that feather, that singular feather. Yes, and that's cool. Um, I like these auction type of things, right? Because it's because anything can be auctioned. Which is fun, you know. Um, whether it's I, just a small note, small note with the uh, bottle of water. Okay. Uh, Twenty-four ounces. Okay. Oh yeah, this this is all good. To, this is good information. Yeah. What's the yes. container like? Uh, carat uh, twenty-four karat gold. The bottle is twenty-four karat gold. Um, yes, covered in twenty-four karat gold. Yes, and displays oh. artwork by Cover- Amadeo Clementine Mondagnaghi. Okay, is there any information about the water itself? No. To see, <laughs> to me, you can put it all, but you know, if it's just Waterloo tap, it very well just might be filled with Waterloo tap. <laughs> water bottle or feather? <laughs> I mean, it makes a good point. So, oh yeah, I, I, I love this auction thing. Um, yeah, so you're probably paying for, you're yeah, paying for the price of the gold, you're paying for the artist, but... Are you paying for the water? That's what I care about. Because, see, to me, I would much rather pay for the water. Like, for example, if somebody said, hey, this water bottle contains was used and contains the remaining water from O.J. Simpson's last football game. I would say, like, yeah, that's going to cost a lot of money. That's going to cost pretty plenty. I'm not going to buy it. He has a thing about people messing around with his memorabilia. I'm not going to get anywhere near it. But it costs yeah. a lot of money because of that. Um, or the feather, on the other hand, people love... Yeah, I mean, of course, if it's in, this is the only way. It would be like... It's like the uh, the raptor's uh, na- you know, big toenail thing. It's big fucking scra- scratcher, you know, from Jurassic Park. That thing's gonna bring up a pretty penny because it's the last one. So is it in, is it extinct bird or art on the water bottle? I'm gonna say right. I'm gonna say the art on the water bottle. Maybe the artist is dead. 
Um, maybe it's a painting that nobody, like, you know, the whole thing, the guy's just, it, it's a painting of a man totally naked, hands behind his head, um, just doing a meat spin. Maybe it's something like that, and people are like, can't say no to so, that. The water sucks, so, no one's gonna drink it. Um, so I'm gonna say, I'm, I am picking water. And you got that correct, Cam, by about six times as well. The feather of the bird, who gives a fuck about birds? $10,000. <laughs> Petties. The most expensive bottle of water, sixty grand, and that was sold at auction by a Planet Foundation, and it was sold for a foundation working to combat global warming. So, good news after all. Now, what did we learn today, Cam? Um, the, the, come on, say it with me. The Richard Bailey cost a Lambo. There we go. You're rich, rich, rich. Rich, rich, rich. Okay, good. I'm glad we pulled something from today's lesson. Ah, interesting. Thank you to thank you to Meek Mill for providing this week's episode title. Uh, you'll get no royalties, and you will sure as hell be hearing from our lawyers. <laughs> you'll be hearing from our lawyers. We hear from our lawyers. Better lawyer up, Meek Mill. You better lawyer up. Son yeah, of you, son of a bitch. You son of a bitch. Better lawyer up. That was a lot of fun. Another edition of Lower Canadian Tire Flyer, Lower Higher. Um, we really need uh, interns to get working on a on a on a on an intro song for that. It's becoming a it's becoming a staple here in the uh, in the podcast. It is fun to just see how much shit costs to know that you'd never be able to afford um, the average price of a home in Kitchener or a watch. <laughs> you know, either, either one I'll never be able to pay for. Yeah, uh, maybe we need. Uh, you know, um, one week we'll do like a realistic flyer, lower, higher, right? So, like for example, you want craft chunky peanut butter. Does it cost more at Metro or Loblaws? Oh, that's yeah. The ever the everyday's people see because no frills to Loblaws, hands down, right. cost less than no frills. But we're if, craft crafts crunchy peanut butter, Richard Milley. Exactly. Which one? <laughs> <laughs> How much for one little component of this watch face? Yeah. Uh, How much for a picture of it? <laughs> <laughs> probably can't even buy it. I want it. the NFT. Yeah, probably I want can't. the NFT of the time at 420 from a Richard Milley. Yeah, NFTs, get on it. This episode is brought to you by the Two Season a Pod NFT. Hey, do you want a photo of, uh, do you want a quick little photo of Cam on your computer? <laughs> I think that's what NFTs are. Use promo code two season pod for fifteen percent off your very own for, NFT. For one of them, I was gonna do something that was like a couple hundred bucks and be like the value of all my NFTs combined. <laughs> yeah, see if you could get it, which I'm sure is slightly more than the price you paid for them. <laughs> I'm not sure about that. <laughs> okay, so considerably less than the price you paid for them. Maybe's floating around the same. <laughs> yeah, maybe yeah. floating around the same way. Definitely uh, one. And this still, Cam, this is still probably one of your better investments that you've ever made. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, compared to everything else. I mean, it, it, the problem wasn't that you bought all that Blockbuster stock. It's that you bought it way too late. You you bought that Blockbuster stock <laughs> in 2007, Cam. <laughs> you just bought it way too late. Once, once I saw them tweeting about Netflix, I thought it was their time. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you you totally misinterpreted what Netflix was. You thought it was a, w a way to distribute <laughs> rented videos across the planet. Uh, it turns out it's not. Um, no, definitely, 
And even still, that even wasn't one of your worst investments. No, full boy. Yeah. Um, I was thinking about it completely unrelated. Do you think there's any, like, head shops in the world that have a bunch of clocks that are only set to 420? (laughs) Or is that too on the nose? Um, Yeah, no, that sounds like something in a Spencer's Gifts, you know, like uh, like a novelty type of store. It's like a clock that is always 420. No, but um, I'm saying like at a weed store, like a dispensary. Yeah. Like, what time is it? It's like it's always four twenty here, and then you know. <laughs> no, I I, I can't consistent. see it at being a weed store, just because. Where would it be then? Like I, I, that's I, I, the I, only I, place for it to be. No, I would say it would be at a novelty store like Spencer's, like the kind of place where you would buy like plastic poo. Because it, it, you you go into the dispensaries, you know. I'm sure I'm sure you've been in the dispensaries. They're too legitimized to be like four twenty. Yo, blaze it. They're more. I think we're more likely to have a like a stag shop at an address that is sixty nine something else. That'd yeah. be like we need that spot there. Like it's a terrible market location, but like but LOLs, you know. And Cam, and this directly kind of correlates. You had put all of that investment money into stag shops. Yeah, why not? People love sex. It's never going away. It's never going away, people. I, um, yeah, and four, it's four, or I would think a clock that's just on always on 420, so someone can say, like, it's 420 somewhere. I bet that's on a t-shirt, too, you know? Um, yeah, I mean, my parents have a clock that just the batteries are always losing their battery power because it's a big clock so they just keep it up five o'clock so they say it's five o'clock here and that's why we're all booze heads right well hey a broken clock is right is right twice 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 a day that's what what they said that's what somebody first said i have no clue who hey my richard millie is wrong or right twice a day (laughs) i guess yeah i guess my broken richard millie um I just engraved that in the back of my Timex. Richard Millie. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. It's you call your, it's like you've given your watch a name. You've called your watch Richard Millie. Um, what watch is that? It's my Richard Millie. It's my Richard Millie. Someone's like, ooh, wow. That doesn't no, look like a, a Richard Millie. That's a, that's a, I called it that's that. a Casio, sir. <laughs> Does your Richard Millie, I didn't know that new Richard Millie's had a little calculator function. Uh,. Little buttons the on there. Ones the do. expensive <laughs> ones do, yeah, because you know rich people always needing to count. You think nerds actually use that calculator on their wrist? I knew someone who had a watch with a calculator on the wrist, and it was just so like, this is why. I never, I, yeah. I, I never got the confidence to ask them though, and maybe that's uh, one of my big regrets in life. <laughs> He's like, because I can't count. <laughs> <laughs> but you're on your. People have their cell phone. I mean, you would think. You would think even carrying a calculator would be marginally easier than using like your finger point to like get See, those I, little buttons. I keep a desktop one here. Now on, that's on pretty my, uh, cool. That's pretty cool. That yeah. is that solar chart powered. You know it, baby. Wow, Jesus. Yeah, but I mean, it it impresses when I'm talking to uh, prospects or customers. Cause like I'm not if I pull out my phone and start doing shit, they're gonna hundred percent think I'm texting, right? But if I'm like, what are your sales in a month? They're like, I don't know. Because um, if you ask someone like what they do in a year, they're like, I have no idea. Like, how much do you do in a month? Be like five jobs. Okay, five times fifty-two. So you look at about two hundred and sixty jobs a month or a year. Does that sound about right? No. Okay, so you're lying somewhere. Like, <laughs> so you keep a calculator to make to it's a double effect make yourself look better and prove other people wrong 
it's kind of like a oh, d- no, the, the goal is to figure out where the real number is. You're right, like, oh, okay. right, right, it's, right. It's probably closer to 200. Okay, so 200 divided by 52 is equal to, you're looking at about four jobs a week. Is that same? But yeah, okay, that's probably more accurate. Okay, perfect. Now, if we look at the quantifiables of those, what's the average cost of them? Well, our revenue last year was this much. Okay, divide that by blah, blah, blah. And then you can figure that shit out quickly and be like, this is good or this is bad. Anyway, that's enough business for the day. I think it's time to jump into a slice of ice. Walking on the beach and it's really hot. I think I'm gonna go get a pina colada. Miami Vice is a slice of ice. My Miami Vice is a slice of ice. Wearing cool clothes and smoking cigars. Say hello to my little friend. Miami Vice is a slice of ice. My Miami Vice is a slice of ice. Woo, baby, you got that uh, right the first time every single week. We recap the adventures of uh, Agents and Crockett, Sonny Crockett, and. Tubbs, I forget Tubbs' first name. Um, as they uh, make their way through Miami and the greater Miami area, um, ridding the world of crime and drugs. But here's the catch. We only have five minutes to recap the episode uh, and hope that we do. Now, Cam, you're kicking this one off, which means that I have to pull up the rear, which means we might not get to finish it. Um, Probably not. Um, I do appreciate the vote of confidence, though. Um, but this this is something we do for you listeners. You know, put yourself in a position that you don't have to watch Miami Vice because we'll do it for you. Okay, and we're going to put five minutes on the clock. You're going to kick off episode six, Calderon's Demise. Are you ready? Ready. Vroom, 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 vroom. Oh, Jesus. Green light. Go. All right, we start off with Crockett and Krubs ruthlessly interrogating Carlos Mendez, who we met last episode, um, because he was someone who helped Armstrong carry out his hit list. And eventually, Marquez or Mendez reveals that Calderon is on St. Andrew's Island in the Bahamas, along with Angelina Madiera, a woman who has been seeing the drug lords surveillance photographs. Mendez informs that Armstrong was due to travel there upon the completion of the hit list to collect his final payment, revealing that he was the only person who knew what the hitman looked like. Crocs and Tubbs then take Crockett's boat across the ocean to go get the fucker. Arriving on St. Andrews, Crockett and Tubbs go straight to their hotel where they meet bartender Jimbo, uh, who has been living on the island for some time now. Uh, using Armstrong's identity, Crockett checks in, and Jimbo gets their hotel room ready, offering every vice available to them. The cops check in with the local police chief, and who tells them that Calderon hasn't been seen in some time and puts their departure, uh, puts the department at their disposal for whatever they need. Exploring the island, Tubbs locates Angelina, um, a pretty lady with little hair, as we've seen that uh, is causing quite a bit of stir in the media these days, where she paints a seaside view as they engage in small talk in Tubbs learns that she works as a teacher in St. Andrews before she's picked up by a motor uh, boat and taken off a large yacht where she is with Calderon as she leaves. Looks like Tubbs might have a little bit of a crush on her. Crockett arrives and the two vice cops observe Angelina through the binoculars as she climbs aboard the yacht and quickly notices that Calderon is also on board. We went over that. Back at the hotel, Crockett sees that his obituary is in the paper as he's planted that information to convince Calderon that the hit is complete. Jimbo comes by to deliver a message to their hotel room that Calderon's people want to meet for to settle the payment. Um, him, of course, being Anderson. Posing as Arshar Armstrong. Uh, posing as Armstrong, Crockett meets with Calderon's employee named Guillermo 
and demands another $30,000 for his, uh, more than his previous fee because he has not informed Crockett or Armstrong that Crockett was a cop. He further demands that uh, the money must be paid in person by Colorado or he will become number nine on the list. Guillermo leaves to deliver the message to Calderon, who is on a boat, uh, which he begrudgingly accepts at that moment. Cam, go ahead. So at this point, the boys are driving in their car when they're passed by a group of partiers on their way to this masquerade festival this evening. We go into slow motion as the car pulls up beside them, and uh, Crockett notices um, these men with tiger masks. He also sees that one of them is holding a machine gun, so he slams on the brake. Uh, the other car slams on the brake, um, which means that they have enough time to hit the gas, and the chase is on. They're driving through the city while getting shot at. As they're weaving through the streets, they lose the tail for a minute. The tail catches up with them before the boys drive right off into the ocean. The tiger masked men shoot the car, and boom! Crockett and Tubbs are dead! But just as the masked men are driving away, Crockett and Tubbs emerge from the water. The police arrive to the scene, who tell the boys that Calderon's boat was spotted leaving the island. So we're back at square one. Crockett, however, is suspicious about the chief of police on the island. Since he might be dirty, it looks like the boys are on their own. We cut to a beautiful mansion where Tubbs comes to visit a freshly showered Angelina. After a quick conversation, they start making out hard as the two begin to undress with a beautiful ocean scenic overlay. After they bang, Tubbs asks her about her boyfriend Calderon, and Angela tells Angelina tells him that Calderon is actually her father. She wants to even introduce the two tonight at the masquerade party. So back on the boat, Croc and Tubbs hatch out a plan for the night. Tubbs is conflicted because he doesn't want to expose Angelina to the man her father really is. We gear up, mask up, and we're ready to party. At the masquerade, there's food, fireworks, dancing, while the boys are wearing what looks kind of like Cinco de Mayo masks. Tubbs find Angelina, and they dance for a bit as they wait for Calderon to arrive. Tubbs loses tracks of Crockett, and when he goes to look for him, a man with a gun stops him. Tubbs smashes a bottle over his head just when he sees Crockett being a score to a small boat at gunpoint. Tubbs grabs Angelina and tells him everything, and she is not willing to accept the man that her father really is. At Calderon, Crockett is being held as the two talk. Calderon rants on about how elusive he is as a criminal. A henchman tells him that Tubbs got away, and he smashes a glass over his head right when Angelina walks in. She surprises him, but not as much as Tubbs, who is standing right behind her with his patented sawed-off shotgun. After a tense moment, Calderon's men start to drop their weapons before a shootout ensues. One henchman gets shot before Calderon points a gun at Tubbs while Angelina yells, no, no, no! Just then, Crockett rolls out and a machine gun guns down Calderon who falls back into a pool. At this point, the police arrive. Tubbs apologizes for Angelina for how things went down while What's Love Got to Do With It plays as over the Caribbean Ocean as the two of them make him back to Miami. Time, time, time. I know no. that was time. I don't need a fucking <laughs> alarm. You're, you're, yeah, you were talking pretty quick there. I wasn't sure. If you I was. Make... I was. I know. I know, I know how to do time. <laughs> I can. I can tell the time. I can My tell Casio time. Casio also tells the time. My Casio tells time. It's a Tamagotchi wristwatch all in one. Here mm. I am with my sharp uh, El five forty six W advanced Dow. Oh damn! You yeah, you want to you want to wow. do your fucking sin cost tan? Remember that shit that um, Mr. Lamb failed you for in grade eleven university math uh, that you haven't used since? Yeah, that's right, Mr. Lamb. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> yeah, you heard it right here, folks. Um, this calculator is so old that it no longer. How, how old is it? It's so old um, that it no longer charges. So it's like solar powered thing, solar panel, or whatever, right? But like it's never in the sun. 
So you have to, you can barely, it's barely legible. You kind of have to like leave it in the sun for an hour to maybe get 20 minutes of, like 20 minutes of screen time. Good joke. Oh, I, yeah, I, I quit, I quit the joke after you said how, how, how old is it? Um, this, this calculator is so old. It's, it's rocks. This calculator's so old. Um, it's uh, it, it went it went to preschool with your wife. Oh, is that exciting, Cam? Like, a, a, there's gonna be this certain point in your very near future where either you have to make the decision, right? Like, someone's gonna like you. Know, we're, we'll go away to a weekend at the cottage, a weekend mm-hmm. away, and we'll be making jokes about my wife. Cam, yes. you will either have to not participate in the jokes whatsoever, or, or triple down on or them. Or triple down on you them. You guessed it. I feel like uh, I feel like you and Shannon are gonna have to have a serious conversation where you're like, "Hey, I'm gonna say things like my I'm wife drop several times, but it, I'm not actually talking about you. I'm talking about the greater idea of." <laughs> Monogamy, my I wife. think. My wife. We were the other day. Just said uh, we were talking about like friends who still live with their parents, um, kind of you know into their twenties or thirties or whatever. Um, and she said the funniest thing where she was like, "I don't get how people like their parents," <laughs> and it just it was it was one of those yeah it was just like one of those funny like you're not talking you're talking about the greater idea of it. Everyone loves their parents, obviously, but like I don't like my being with them all the time. Yeah. I love my parents, but. I mean, if I met my mom, if I met my mom in high school, we would not be friends. (laughs) Yeah, it's probably fair. I mean, I think that's most people that are like 30 to 40 years older than you are. Yeah, I think my dad and I would be friends. Also, it would be weird if you had a 30-year-old in your high school. Also very weird. There was a guy who was like 20 when I was in, maybe even older, 21. Yeah. When I was in like grade 12. That was a little jarring. Yeah, that would be a little bit. It uh, was a little weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah. was this kid because we went to. Uh, I was at like the regional art school, so we had like a boost. We had like just like a boosted up arts program. But there was a guy who got to grade twelve and then decided he wanted to start acting more, like you know, taking all the drama classes, doing the plays, the musicals, and all that stuff. Right. So because of that, like. He was either like in grade twelve or his victory lap, and then decided. So then he kind of like went back to square one as a nineteen-year-old. It was real. It was real yeah. weird. It was weird, like seeing him at parties and stuff. And you're like, you're twenty-one. I'm seventeen. Like this is yeah. this is cool. Unless you're buying booze for me, I don't see us talking. Like this is cool for me. Weird for you. Yeah, you shouldn't feel good about this interaction. You shouldn't because he would take and he would take like the leading roles from like the actual 17 year olds. And I was like, well, obviously this guy's better. He's four years older than everybody. Yeah. I mean, this is bullshit. You know, Hey, yeah, I believe they're, they're trying, they're trying to cast a person that looks like he's 25. It's like, yeah, I'm going to give, yeah, obviously you're going to give it to that guy. He is actually 25. <laughs> he has a beard. <laughs> he has a full beard. Mine. You would have to glue on. It's the, uh, yeah, it was a weird guy. I sometimes wonder what that guy's doing. Um, ready to kick it to our last, second last game of the evening? Or I even, yeah, I guess it's called the last game of the evening. Yeah, this is our last game of the evening, um, folks. You know what it's called? It's a, it's our flagship. 
one could say. If this was SNL, I would be Colin Jost, you would be Michael Che, and we'd be going to Weekend Update, um, because this game is actually called Headliner Ass Night. Hey! Hey! Headline or asinine? We know how to play the game. There's headlines out there, um, and then there's asinines out there. There's highos. There's no highos. Um, there's wasn't one like something to do with bologna? Uh, bologna salami. Bologna. So there's bolognese. There's salamis. Um, so let's hear what it is, Cam. I go in here for you. Ready? Yes, sir. Uh, headline or asinine, Cam? Teacher leaves classroom on a stretcher after five-year-olds attack. Damn, this is the age-old debate. Would you rather fight 20 chipmunks or four five-year-olds? <laughs> famous debate. <laughs> One of the famous chipmunk yeah. kid debates uh, out there. Yeah. What would you think? You'd, how many five-year-olds think you could fight until you got in a hospital bed and dragged out in the school like the headline says? Um... Can you give me one more repeat on it? I just want to make sure I get my vocabulary. Right <clears throat> of course. Teacher leaves classroom on a stretcher after five-year-olds attack. Yeah, I think they can be more cunning than we assume. <laughs> and I think, I don't think this is a brute force attack. I think it was like a little bit of a prank gone wrong where it's like when he leaves, let's get the olive oil and put it on the ground, right? <laughs> Next thing you know. He slips, cracks his head open. They think it's hilarious. Start putting glue up his nose. Next thing you know, the ambulance is coming there trying to pick him up because uh, those those rugrats uh, caused some problems. <laughs> um, and you know what? The worst part is, Cam, that you can't legally put a five-year-old in prison. But that's a headline. Cam, okay, this one is a headline here for you. This is a story out of Florida at Pine Lakes Elementary School. When two students, uh, both age five, were being disruptive in class, they were flipping chairs, yelling at classmates, and throwing things across the room. They were taking on their classmates. The end. <laughs> they were, <laughs> which was crazy because it was a segregated school. It was all white. <laughs> um, so they were taken down to uh, the school's cool down room. Um, uh, part of, you know, this new age thing of not putting kids in detention, nobody's accountable for their actions. Uh, the kids were put into the cool down room when the students started to attack the teacher who was in the room there with them, throwing fists, um, um, kicking, throwing fists. Eventually the teacher had to radio to help for the rest of the teachers. Eventually the police, oh, eventually the police were even called. When the other teachers got into the room, they found the teacher on the ground um, and appeared to be faint and dazed with a heavy, dry cough and blood coming from their nose. No way. She was eventually carried. How big is a five-year-old? She was eventually carried out of the school and brought to a local hospital. Because it's kids, there are certain parts of what happened that, you know, legally they're not allowed to say. Uh, but something happened and this teacher got the shit kicked out of them. I see. I her, can see it. Sorry, like her. there was there was scissors involved. Where I'm like, those can be dangerous. If it's just straight hand to hand combat, I look at that and go, you need to. It, it was straight hand. You don't deserve combat. Yeah, you don't deserve to make it this far. No, you can't deal with quite, that. Quite frankly, no. Yeah, they would. They wouldn't last a, a a week in the Bronx. I tell you, eighty six. Oh my god. All right, Cam, headline or assign. Rocket launchers were found in a trash can near Temecula Middle High School. <clears throat> Rocket launchers, a classic RPG. 
Um, yeah, hopefully, you know, one that the fucking Taliban has streaming out of a, a Jeep uh, was found out of a high school. So, I mean, and I don't know the rules, depending on if this was on, in America, depending on the state, uh, rocket launchers could, like, maybe be allowed. If you were to tell me, like, hey, did you know in Alabama you can legally have a rocket launcher? I would say, like, no, nah, that sounds believable. Like, you know, it, that would be a not surprising fact. But what they're doing just in a garbage can I is scary for a couple reasons, right? It means that, one, anyone could have gotten them. You know, like, gotten their hands on them coming out of the garbage can. Who knows? Or two, is that in wherever this is, Rocket launches are so readily available that people are throwing them out like it's a broken toy. They're like, oh, I, I, I got, oh, this is the 2017. I just got the 2022, and you're throwing it in the trash. Um, which I guess maybe because Valley Village has a policy where you can't donate firearms, so they had to get rid of it somehow. Uh, I am excited. I hope this is a story because I'm curious, yeah, if, if it's legal. I mean, of course, leaving it behind sounds illegal. But I'm going to hope for the best. I'm going to say this one is a headline. This is a headline, and we're going to get into the legality of rocket launchers. And I think we're all going to be surprised by this. Hopefully. Um, <laughs> okay, so two rocket rockets and a practice grenade. And just so you know, a practice grenade is not a real grenade. It's just called a dummy grenade or a practice grenade, which has the exact same shape and feel, has a pin in it, but will not explode. Were found in a garbage can uh, about 300 meters from a high school. The community service operator who found it was the um, part of the Riverside County Sheriff's Department while carrying out a search warrant in Temecula, California. Christopher Wets Whetstone, 41, has been arrested on charges of grand theft through video footage and um, fingerprint evidence. Seems like he might have ditched this bazooka um, because apparently in this crime there was narcotics and a bazooka involved with this. Although the school is located directly behind the residence, uh, the school is not directly involved with the incident. So, you may ask yourself, can I get a bazooka? Well, it turns out grenades and rocket launchers, also known as bazookas, are considered destructive devices by the National Firearms Act. They're also classified as firearms and therefore legal with proper registration. However... State and local authorities have power to further regulate or outlaw these weapons in the jurisdiction. The point I'm trying to make here is that in some places in America, owning a bazooka is fully legal. In California, it is not. I don't think the best place to put it is in a garbage can. So for that, he broke the law. It is a misdemeanor or a felony for that. Yeah, I, I, it must be harder to get than a normal gun. Um, because I mean, if it was easy to get, we would be seeing s school rocket launchings. Um, which, which, by the way, by the way, kids at home, if you're listening to this podcast, it would be so much more efficient to just bazooka the cafeteria than it would be like individual rounds. You're gonna get what fourteen kids tops, maybe bazooka into the auditorium like that's the entire senior class i'm just saying yeah. i'm just saying i like how on the bazooka too it has instructions for how to use the bazooka which i find fun uh, well uh, how are the instructions it's like point towards object there's a little button you press you hit r2 a lot of, how, a lot, a lot of safety things good hopefully it's like don't use when drinking you're like Ugh. right it's more rule, one, it, it, rule one's always broken yeah it's more it's more kind of the same rules that probably apply to like driving a scissor you, lift <laughs> yeah when you get tracked you're do not it's funny whenever you see those uh warnings that are like do not um operate heavy machinery 
while under the influence of drugs or alcohol. Yeah. And the first thing you think about is like a giant tractor. And it's like heavy machinery also includes a car. You're like, I guess, but I like to picture being a bobcat. I mean, I would say that heavy machinery would also be like, um, I, like a big, um, like a like a John Deere like lawnmower. I couldn't lift that above my head. That's heavy. Yeah, I'm on board. Yeah. All right, hit me up. Cam, I got one here for you. Headliner last night. Um, a delivery driver dips testicles into customer salsa is sentenced to prison. The only thing, because I imagine if you're buying salsa, it kind of has to be in some kind of packaging. And once that packaging comes off, you're going to start asking a lot of questions. Um, side story, my dad picked up a package <laughs> oh. that came to his uh, door the other day that just said Charles LeBlanc on it. And then it just had the street that he lives on, but not a number. Charlie. And apparently... Charlie LeBlanc. Yeah, Char- Charlie LeBlanc. Um, anyway... The Amazon or whoever is delivering it drove up our driveway, dropped it off, and then just left. And we were like, that's really weird. Um, No one ordered anything. Open it up. It is a bunch of THC, a bunch of CBD, and all oils. Like probably a few hundred bucks worth of it. And he's just like, I don't know what to do with this. I'm like, I got a few ideas. Is there a Charlie LeBlanc? On your street, or do you think the? Or do you think Not the? Uh, we, I mean, our street runs pretty long. That's the thing. Do you think the so mail? Like, there could do be. You think the mail driver like saw LeBlanc, knew that you were Leclerc, and he's like, "It's close enough." <laughs> I think maybe. Yeah, I think like that is the closest thing. Is that looked at like Leclerc, LeBlanc? Eh, bizarre, it. It bizarre. Um. Anyway, dipping uh, nuts in salsa. <sighs> I could see it happening to like you know violating food is something you always you know you, you always hear about with um, restaurants and stuff. This one I feel like is a little too heat. If you're a delivery driver, you you know you're gonna get caught because you're the last person with the food. I'm gonna call bullshit on this one. Asinine. <clears throat> Cam, this one is a headline here for you. This is a story out of Maryville, Tennessee, where 31 year old Matthew Webb pleaded guilty to a charge of misdemeanor assault and offensive touching <laughs> when the charges were announced in court i think especially that offensive touching webb giggled and was almost put into contempt after the judge viewed this case as abhorrent he could face actually 15 years in prison so here's what happened last month um webb uh was delivering food to a um household which they've delivered from or delivered to many times and is notoriously a bad tipper And after this week of only receiving a tip of 89 cents after driving 30 minutes away from the restaurant uh, to deliver the food, Webb uh, posted a video of himself um, dipping his testicles into a a plastic container, like a plastic ramkin. You know, like you would get salsa on the side. That kind of thing. Uh, in the video, which you can totally, it's so, it's super out there and available to watch. Uh, you can even hear him saying, oh, oh, it feels so good. Uh, so Webb worked for the company uh, Dinner Delivered for three years. He's been fired, of course. Um, but it does beg the question, you know, you got to tip these people, folks. They're out here doing the work that you don't want to do. Tip them. 
All right. I guess we're going to allow for people to just do this kind of shit. But uh, I, I understand. I understand there is people that tip very poorly. Like, well, it, it's that kind of thing, right? Let's say you're, yeah, let's say you're 30 minutes away from the restaurant. You get a delivery driver because you don't want to do it yourself. And then you tip them $1. I just, yeah, I'm just not the biggest fan of dipping testicles and things. And well, saying that's, it, that's could, it could have been avoided, I think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's, let's, let's leave it at that. Um, Cam, headline or asking, Brazilian singer reveals singer? she was hospitalized. Singer. 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 Uh, Brazilian singer re- reveals she was hospitalized after holding in farts. A singer. So now I think we had a headline about this not too long ago. It was um, it was a 90 Day Fiance star who was selling her farts on um, OnlyFans or something like that. Um, where yeah, sounds so, up our alley. So the problem with the, for the problem with, or like how this can happen, and listeners at home, we know that you're selling your farts online. If you listen to this show, you're set. You're selling farts or feet pics. And by the way, ladies out there, sell photos of your feet. I there's nothing oh, wrong. Sure. It, there's nothing wrong. Don't show your face. There's nothing wrong with that. Big you time. can make so much money. Besides the point. Maybe I should do. It. I have a nice. I have a nice looking big toe. Um, but yeah, the problem is my feet are mangled. The problem isn't uh, uh, holding in the fart; it's the diet required to make these big farts. Right? That's always the problem because you're like eating like nothing but eggs and beans, and it's just destroying your system. Uh, but you're saying this hospitalized this singer was just hospitalized just for holding them in. Um, now this kind of like you know it, it raised the question like if you hold in if you have to pee and you hold it too long, will your bladder explode? Will your kidney explode? Maybe. How long do you have to hold it in for? I don't know. Um, I like to picture she was in a situation where, like, um, socially it wasn't acceptable for her to fart yet. You know, like she was at a funeral. Or she was, you know, a sound check, getting ready to go on stage, maybe in the recording studio. You don't want to fart in the booth, because uh, then that whole thing will smell. Um, but hospitalized for it, you're going to have to have a pretty mean dinner before Cam. I'm going to say this one's asinine. This one is a headline where the singer came out on Instagram live to reveal she was in a hospital bed after not farting in front of her partner. Um, turns out Viviana de Cortez Pereira um, re- pretty much not rejected. What's the word I'm looking for, Cam? Refused? Ref- I, I don't know. Those are two yeah, totally refu- different refu- words. Refu- refused to fart in front of her partner. And uh, because that was experienced severe stomach pains and ended up uh, backed into the hospital because at that point she couldn't let them rip. She was originally a TikTok star who turned into a Brazilian singer. Uh, if you look at pictures of her online, absolutely stunning. Um, so I guess that makes sense. You don't want to have that stink coming from someone that gorgeous. Uh, either way, um, lesson learned here is... Let them go. Is there any info there, Cam, on how to make someone fart? Like you know, you kind of like just push on their belly or something. Uh, you put them in the ba- you put them on their back, and then you rotate their legs like a baby, and then they fart. Huh? There you go. Uh, are you, this episode is brought to you by farts? Farts, that thing Blast. that could apparently kill you. Cam, I have another headline here for you. Your last headline of the day, Cam. Headline last nine. Turns out there's actually plastic in our blood. Plastic in the blood. Uh, after years and years of poor diet and pollution within the environment, probably in our water, 
um, everywhere. This doesn't shock me at all. Um, it's sad, but it's a reality that we're becoming more and more of a bioweapon ourselves. This is probably Anthony Fauci doing this, honestly, to make us stronger against the coronavirus and potentially be a, a, a part of the military-industrial complex. I don't want to get too much in the weeds here, but can, but this is just like, you know, the writing's on the wall. Like, this is a headline. Jesus Christ. Cam, this one is a headline here for you. Uh, this is a story. That's all you need to say. I don't need to hear anything else. I know I'm good. This is a story from the peer-reviewed journal, Environmental International, um, who for the first time has found plastic in human blood samples. The study of 22 people concluded that 17 of them or 77% had a measurable amount of plastic in their bloods. Experts believe that the average person eats five grams of plastic every week, which is about the size of your credit card. Previous studies showed that plastic was uh, located in human feces, but never found it in the bloodstream. The most common plastic found is polyethylene terephthalate, phthalate, um, which was in half the samples collected, good. which is the same plastic used in plastic water bottles, food containers, these sorts of things. The second most common was um, polystyrene, polystyrene, which is the plastic found in styrofoam. Collecting the samples involved using glass containers, purging the air and all the equipment with nitrogen so that no plastic could possibly contaminate the samples. More research is needed to determine how this will affect, you know, actually affect the body, but my um, my scientific diagnosis is not good. No. No! No, bad, 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 bad. That was my last headline. Do you have one more for me? I got one more. Yep. I got one more. Um, driving instructor charged with drunk driving while teaching students. <laughs> um, yeah, so this has to be more of like a um, like a Hippocratic Oath kind of thing, right? Because, Well, I wonder what the rule is there. So let's say if you're a G1 driver, you know, just like here. You, you, if you're a G1 driver, you cannot have a drunk passenger in the car. Right, but, but or, or like if that person was sober, you'd be good. But Correct. I guess just because they're drunk because in like that situation or whatever. So I guess, yeah, regardless, you can't be drunk. But what is drunk, you know? What is uh, drunk? <laughs> is drunk? I think that's pretty drunk. I think they've drawn that up and they have a pretty defined answer to that. What is drunk? Um, I want to see how this all kind of went down. I'm really hoping that... You know, uh, the student and the guy like went through um, like a ride check type of thing. You know, the cop opens the thing. And they're like, "Oh, I'm a drive. I'm a student driver. You know, he's teaching me." And then the you know the instructor's trying to like not make eye contact with the cop. He just shoved fourteen mints into his mouth, uh, <laughs> and then he's like, "Sir, uh, it smells like drinking here." He's like, "Oh no, I'm sixteen and I'm learning to drive. It's not me." And then the adult is like, <laughs> "Yeah, you're kind of giving the thumbs like I don't know who it is. Give him the side." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I'd rather it happened that way versus like he showed up for work and then like somebody complained or something because that's just boring. I want something to have really happened for it. Uh, this sounds great. This Almost, is a headline. Yeah, this is a headline. <laughs> yeah, that's this what I was. This is a headline, and it's at a Long Island where a man on a Saturday was with four students, and the four students asked him to pull over <laughs> because he was too drunk. <laughs> and they called 911 suspect to get dr- driving drunk incident. Russell Cohen. Uh, for the Suffolk Auto Driving School was arrested after students managed to get him to pull over to McDonald's at about 11 a.m. So it is still early in the morning. Oh, wow. That's early to be wasted. Yeah. 
and then Cohen left the students at the McDonald's and did not come back and ended up crashing into the rear end of another car in New York less than an hour later. Wow. <laughs> the woman was not harmed who was in the incident, but uh, he has been charged with aggravated DUI and three counts of endangering the welfare of a child. Like, that's early, That's too early to drink. You know, if it was, like, at 6 p.m., I'm like, yeah, it's 5 o'clock somewhere. Um, but I guess, hey, at 11 a.m., it's still 5 o'clock somewhere, I guess. I just find it funny they dropped off the kids. He's like, fuck it, I'm... Fuck you guys. Like, imagine, what? like, imagine you're, you're calling your mom with that one. Like, hey, mom, can you pick me up at the McDonald's off of Main Street? Oh, my God. Why are you there? Our driving instructor was wasted and he just left us. <laughs> yeah. And we were in class last week and they told us specifically to not drive with drunk drivers. And we weren't sure if it was a test or not. So we kind of just decided to uh, jump out. <laughs> Oh, that's a lot of fun. That's a lot of fun. Uh, that was a great, another great edition of Headliner Ask Nine, I gotta say. Great. Um, we're coming up to 116 here. Do we have two quick? We have two quick wrecks or um, rejects, and then we can wrap it up here. I gotta make dinner still. Oh, wow. Cam still has to make dinner for himself. Yeah. Oh, I do. And, and, I, the, and, and, and my wife. I do, too. I need to make my own dinner. I'm gonna put on chicken when I stop recording. Which means we have time for one more thing, and that is, of course, to cap off the show with a little plug it or shrug it. Plug it or shrug it. Plug it or shrug it. Plug it or Shrug it, plug it, or shrug it, plug it, or shrug it. Cam, what you got right, for Cam, us this I'll week? I'm going to plug a uh, new way to make beans. Uh, I don't know if you have Instapot at home, but if you have beans, which are super cheap when they're dried and not cooked already or out of a can, you can get a ton of them, put them in Instapot for an hour with garlic and a bunch of things like that, and they come out just absolute fire so if you have an instabot at home use them to cook beans beans can go in a ton of different things ton of different a ton of protein within them good uh good filler for meals highly highly recommend highly recommend yeah the cheap beans and i like the dried and then yeah you can rehydrate them at home yeah it's all about saving cash where you can it's all about saving cash where you can. It's all about Richard saving. Richard Milley cost a Lambo. We know this. Richard Milley cost this. a Lambo. We know this. Uh, stay tuned for next week um, our, with special guest Richard Milley. He's going to be on the show. Uh, and Meek Mill. <laughs> and Meek Mill. Uh, they're squaring off in a versus style uh, rap battle. Really looking forward to see what Millie has to provide, Cam. Um, I'm gonna provide, I'm gonna plug an easy one here for you. Just something I think everyone should do because I've been doing it more and more lately, and I've been feeling great. Cam, start fucking reading more. I my new my new commute to my new work. I know, Cam. Sometimes these things are simple, but I gotta say things that I've been doing in my life that have been making me feel a thousand times better. I uh, you know I hop on the subway. You know, probably 30, 35 minutes in each direction at least. You know, sometimes you get some traffic or whatever, and it's giving me a lot of time to read. And let can I tell you, waking up in the morning with your coffee, reading a book for like a pretty full, like uninterrupted 30 minutes, I got to say, it makes me feel great. Marvelous. By the time Marvelous. I get to work, I'm fucking sharp. I'm, your brain's kicking, yeah. My brain's kicking in. Uh, you feel good. Yeah, and just watching the pages just go, you know, you're like, oh, at the beginning of the week, my bookmark was here. Now my bookmark is here. It feels really good. I feel yeah, great. It's all about the progress bar in life. It's the, pro it's the, the progress, progress bar. bar of life. 
quite frankly. Um, so I got to say, it might be a simple one, but folks, just get out there and read more. Get out there and read more, folks. And, okay, Cam, uh, I think that wraps up our 112 <laughs> episode. Episode 112, baby. Thanks for listening, folks. Rate, review, like, subscribe. The show is everywhere. Twoseasonapod at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. And uh, we'll be back next week, of course. And never forget, on overhead press day at the gym, loosening up your lats will allow for more scapular attraction and more power out of the hole. I'm Cam LeClaire, your powerlifting expert. See you later. Take care, folks. Continuing tonight on two season of pod. 96.7 on your. Two season a pod, 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 two